0: In this episode, we're going to hear three very weird and strange encounters. But before we get to the stories, I want to mention there are two new channels of mine that you should definitely check out. The first is Donovan Dread 2, where I release the same great content, just a little shorter in length. Then there's Dread Captures, where we analyze various encounters that were captured on video, that were sent in to us, or that are available online. So if you're digging my content, make sure to hit that subscribe button and I'll keep narrating these creepy encounters. Now let's get to the stories. I've been a park ranger for 15 years. I worked most of that time in the Ponderosa forests of Arizona. But a few years ago, I headed back up north. My family is from Twin Falls, Idaho. My parents are getting older, so I wanted to be closer to check on them more often. I got a post about Craters of the Moon National Monument. I had a research position, so I was moving into a pretty remote station. It was quite a distance from the nearest town. After I moved in, it seemed like things kept going wrong. The solar power was glitchy and wasn't working half of the time. My sleep was suffering from weird disturbances. There were a lot of species of bats there, which was fine, but they kept getting into my cabin somehow. I kept getting awakened by the flapping and squeaking, and I couldn't find how they were getting in. I lived in the middle of juniper and scraggly pine and sagebrush, and for some reason, that landscape gave me an eerie feeling. It felt so different from the southwest Ponderosa forest that I was used to. About two months into the job, I started hearing something walking and scratching on the deck at night. Sometimes, it even sounded like it was scratching on the door. The area was known for its wood rats, so I chalked it up to that. Whenever I went to check it out, nothing was there. I assumed they scurried away when I opened up the door. Then, I started finding these dismembered bats. Sometimes they were torn in half, but mostly I'd just find their wings on my deck. I've always been a relaxed person, so the fact that I was feeling so edgy was out of character for me. Whenever I'd leave the cabin at night, I had this eerie feeling like I was being watched. One night, I was getting back from my shopping run that I did once a week. While I was parking, I suddenly got this bad feeling. At the time, I didn't have my shotgun in the vehicle. I got out of the truck and was hit by this heavy smell. It was like a mix of wet dog and this super concentrated urine smell. I went around to the passenger side to get my groceries. I looked to the left of the cabin and saw these two glowing eyes about 50 feet from my front door. They looked to be about five or six feet in the air. I was freaked out to say the least. I started yelling, get the hell out of here, but the eyes just crouched lower down. I assumed it might be a bobcat or a mountain lion, but I wouldn't normally associate that scent with a big cat, so it seemed odd. I threw a piece of wood toward it, and it leapt back a bit, but it didn't make any sound. I threw three or four more pieces at it, and it retreated a little further back. At this point, I abandoned the groceries and started fumbling with my keys. I made a mad dash to the front door and managed to get inside and get my shotgun. When I came out, the eyes looked a little bit closer. I couldn't get a good look at it though. It was out of range of the porch light. I didn't want to shoot it if I didn't have to. I held the shotgun and I kept throwing pieces of wood with one hand. Finally, it walked away into the brush. I waited for a good 10 or 15 minutes before I rushed to get my groceries and get back inside. I eventually calmed down enough to make dinner. I kept the shotgun right beside me. I couldn't imagine what was attracting it to my deck. I kept the place clean and was obsessive about not having a trace of food around. A couple of hours later, I was sitting at the table reading, and I heard that scratching sound again. This time, I could swear I also heard this low growling sound. By then, I was feeling like a nervous wreck it felt like this thing was stalking me. I went to the window and raised the blinds about an inch and looked out. I assumed it saw the movement because when I looked out, it had its back to me and was heading off the deck. I just froze when I saw this bipedal monster over six feet tall. It wasn't a cat at all. It looked like an upright canine creature with its hump back and massive shoulders. The legs almost looked human, but were huge and the knees were all weird like a dogs. I was just shocked at the size. When it got about 20 feet away, it turned around and I saw the face of this demonic-looking wolf. I was shaking so bad, but I managed to open the window a crack and was ready to shoot it right through the screen. It shot off into the darkness like a rocket. I've never seen something that big move that fast. My mind had no reference point for an animal like that. I slept on the couch with my shotgun that night. I'm sure I woke up at least every hour thinking I heard something. In the morning, a trail crew came up and we found huge tracks on the porch and leading away from the cabin. Huge canine tracks with long claws. After that night, I always thought I heard scratching on the deck, but never found tracks. I was afraid I was losing it. As soon as possible, I got transferred to the main guard station, where I could be around co-workers a lot of the time. But eventually... I convinced my parents to move to Arizona, and I went back to the park I was familiar with. I just couldn't take that kind of stress. Hi Donovan. I'm married, so sometimes my wife and I will go visit her home state. She's mourning the loss of her parents, and it just relieves her to see a familiar face. We go fairly often, at least twice a year. She loves to get a few things from there, stuff you wouldn't be able to get where we live and sometimes we like to go to the family home and fish in the river out back. We had done our rounds a few weeks ago, and we were on our way home when we saw something that was hard to make sense of. My wife grew up in a very superstitious culture. I, on the other hand, not so much. I'm very much a person of facts and reason. I guess that's what makes my story all the more unusual. We were driving through a part of the state before crossing back into our town. That weekend was so windy that we didn't fish once. I actually brought all the night crawlers back for our grandkids' turtles. Anyways, the wind was wild, and it was snowing. We always try to beat the snow this time of year, but I guess that didn't work out either. This part of the state is very flat, so between the fallen snow and sky, the place was almost entirely white. Now, I say almost because there was something else out there. There was something walking upright off in the distance. I thought my eyes were fooling me, but my wife must have seen it too, because she stopped talking. It was tall and thin and dark, and as we got closer to this entity, I'm not sure what else to call it, I could clearly see that it was wearing a pointed black hat and some type of blue shawl over its shoulders. They were struggling to walk against the wind. I mean, it was blowing pretty hard. And they continued walking through the harshness of it all. I was pretty impressed. But that's when nothing started to make much sense. Who was this person? Why were they walking in the middle of nowhere? And why were they doing it in this type of weather? Now, let me make this very clear. This part of the state is desolate. It's flat. It's rural. There's not a sign of civilization for miles. Yet this person, whoever they are, was walking through it as if they were on a mission. I don't know what it could have possibly been, but I wanted to make sure I could identify them as a person, as if anything else was an option. To me, it wasn't, right? My wife started to get uncomfortable. I could tell. All she kept saying was, What is that? I didn't know how to respond. How could I? I couldn't even understand what I was seeing. The questions kept coming, What is that? But I just kept thinking, Who is that? My wife instructed me to keep going so we could get as close of a look as we could. I didn't want to tell her that I had already planned to do so because I was just as curious as she was. If I had, it might have made her more scared, because I'm not usually the type to get curious. As we moved forward through the snow and the wind, which by the way got louder as we approached the traveler, we were able to get a better look. It had this tall pointed hat and a blue shawl, but we couldn't see the face. Something told me I needed to see that face. I had to. There was no other option. I'm not sure why this was so important to me, seeing the face of something that looked like an insane person traveling through the snow. I had to. And not long after I thought about this, my wife uttered, We have to see their face. We continued to drive, and soon we were looking close enough to see the face of whoever or whatever this thing was. I looked across my wife and out through her window on the passenger side. My wife was looking as well. Chills ran through me. I didn't think I could get much colder, but I did. And the hair stood up on my arms and my neck and my back. As we passed this stranger, we looked out. And as we looked out, the individual looked in. They were looking right at us. The best way I can describe the face of this person, or whatever you want to call it, is that it was all black. I'm not sure if it was painted black or, or if the person was wearing some type of mask, but their face was completely black. All I could see were the eyes. Those eyes peering back at us. No other features could be seen. Not a nose, not a mouth. This faceless person, whoever they were, was just as interested in us as we were of it. And that is probably the most frightening part of all of it. I thought to myself, alright. This person has an unusual mask, but that doesn't make the situation unusual. But my wife, she was still frozen stiff, she was hardly moving. So we pass this individual and keep driving, and just as I start to see them in my rearview mirror, I notice their path changes. They're no longer walking the same way as they were before. Instead, they began walking behind the car, like they were crossing the road. So I start to wonder, what are they doing? The only reasonable thing that crossed my mind at the time is that maybe they were looking for roadkill. Now, why were they looking for roadkill was a whole different can of worms I did not want to open. But it made the most sense. And I was relatively content with it. But that's when things got more bizarre. The person crossed the road. Both my wife and I are watching them. They make it across the road, and in an instant, they vanish. Again, this is flat land as flat as you can get, and the terrain is completely white. So where did they go? Who were they? Why was their face black with no nose and no mouth? What were they doing out in the middle of the desert in the snow? I can't answer any of this. I'm still trying to make sense of it all. Last summer, I'd gone to a family reunion in Lake Tahoe for a weekend. ended up getting on the road really late to drive home. I do live in Nevada, but east of Tahoe in a town called Fallon. It's about an hour and a half drive from Tahoe. I had to drive home that night because I had to be back for work the next day. The drive was along Highway 50, which is known as the loneliest road in America. It goes through a lot of the desolate desert area and is boring to say the least. I had been driving about 45 minutes, and I was starting to get really tired. I felt this sleepiness coming on and I could tell it was going to get really hard to fight. I don't know if you've heard of micro-sleep, but sometimes you can fall asleep for like 30 seconds at a time, and you don't even know you've been asleep. It's obviously really dangerous if it happens while you're driving. It used to happen to me more often than I care to admit, because I was working two jobs and was always sleep-deprived. I tried playing loud music and sticking my head out the window. I tried just yelling at myself over and over again, but my brain wasn't having it and I just felt so drowsy. I knew I needed to take a break, but I didn't feel safe just pulling over right on the side of the road. I finally came to this old dirt road that headed off to the right, so I turned and drove to this little stand of bushes and tried to conceal my car a bit. I don't even know why I was so paranoid, but I felt like I'd attract unwanted attention from the few other cars that had been passing. I looked at the clock and saw that it was 11.33, and then I fell asleep. A while later, this scratching sound partially woke me up. It was like this metallic sound, like something was scratching the car. I looked at the clock, and it was 12.07. The sound stopped after a few seconds, and I was still half asleep, so I didn't even really look around. I just went back to sleep. I was later awakened by the same sound, and it was 12.57. This time, it started worrying me because the sound didn't stop. The thought ran across my mind that it was just an animal inspecting the car. But why would it come back almost an hour after it had left the previous time? I was trying to wake up all the way, but I just couldn't. Then, inside of my head, I felt like it started vibrating really loud. It was almost painful, but not quite. And then it turned into this high-pitched ring that was about the loudest sound I'd heard in my life. I opened my window and was hit with this strong smell of sulfur. For some reason, I thought that meant I was near a hot spring or something. The scratching had stopped by then. I turned on my headlights, and in front of my car, I saw a small group of strange humanoid creatures. They were about four feet tall. They were standing in a triangular shape, and the one in front was slightly taller than the others. The ringing in my head was making me feel like I couldn't think straight. The taller one stepped forward and stared into my eyes. It had these black eyes. Everything about them was black, the pupils, the retinas, the part that should be white was black. The skin on the face seemed almost bumpy, but while I was watching it, it seemed to be almost plastic, like glossy looking. The creatures were sort of holographic, in bluish-gray in color, and they were able to fade in and out of visibility. It looked like a steam or mist was rising from them. I immediately got goosebumps all over my back. It was steadily gazing at me, and the stare seemed to go on for days. I felt all the knowledge I had in me was being sucked out, like my whole consciousness was being read. Then, all of a sudden, I was blinded by a flash of light, like someone had taken a picture of me with this really bright flash, and then I felt completely drained. I had no energy. My soul felt hollow, and the beings were no longer in front of me. I looked in my rearview mirror and just managed to catch a glimpse of something running away behind me. It actually seemed more like figures made of light were drifting away behind my car. I fully expected to see some kind of spaceship or something, but there was nothing like that around as far as I could see. At least, I finally felt completely awake and thought to myself, I have to get the hell out of here. I started the car and got back on the road, and as I headed east again, I saw that the sun was starting to rise. I looked at my clock and saw it was almost 6 a.m. I had lost about 5 hours since I last checked my clock. For months, I questioned my sanity and reality. I knew I couldn't tell anyone. But when I found your channel, I felt like I had to say something. And it's just a real relief to be able to speak about this to someone. I've heard about some strange things happening out in the desert. And I think I've seen some strange lights in the sky out there. But what happened to me that night was really up close and personal. I will never feel the same again. Thanks for watching and let me know what you think of these stories in the comments below. Don't forget that you can listen to my episodes on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. I try to upload every single day on this channel and on Donovan Dread 2, where I release shorter content. Same great encounters, just a little bit shorter. Also, if you want to see crazy encounters captured on trail cams, then check out Dread Captures. It's part of the Dread Network, where we go over live footage of very strange encounters that are sent into the Facebook group or videos that are circulating on the web. Last, but certainly not least, check out Lilith Dread. She releases the same great content daily on her channel. You'll find all these links below. Thanks and take care.